God's promises. Somebody say God's promises. Why are we on this sermon series? Because God wants us to know that He is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. So let's go to God's word. You see, you we need to understand that our Christian faith is based on the promises of God's word and God's ability to keep his promise. So whatever we do, the foundation is that God's word is what we have decided to submit our life to. And God is able to keep his promise. And because he's able to keep his promise, I can trust him with my life there will be times where people will tell you you go to the church and they take your money and we hear it all the time you go to the church all these pastors they just hypnotize people let me ask you a question excuse my language are you that stupid that you keep going back to a place where they hypnotize you i'm I'm asking a question are you no i mean look at the person who is even criticizing you you are more educated more exposed than the person and it's because you have made a decision to submit yourself to this word so because i've submitted myself i believe it and when i believe it the word works for me when i do what he says i should do praise the lord you know i was thinking on vows day on vows day i wanted to get something for my wife i was wondering what to get so i called a friend of mine we're talking i'm like charlie i've come to know that god's word gives you freedom that doesn't make sense he says why i said can you imagine if you had two wives or two girlfriends or three girlfriends plus a wife then on first day i'm supposed to sign three things to three women i said me now today kobo de sule for my pocket inside how do i satisfy three women at the same time but the word of god shows us the way out so that we don't worry ourselves with problems one of my friends is saying that marrying one wife is a white man's philosophy i said well it could be a white man's philosophy but the principle works for me because if you have a two-bedroom house and three wives or two wives let's see let's see and five children how will you share the two bedrooms who will take three who will take two the rooms are two so god gives us promises for our own peace of mind you know sometimes we trust the lord but yet we don't see our way clear and yet we begin to wonder god probably you are not who you say you are you know and brothers and sisters at some point in our life we'll come to those seasons that we go through some situations and circumstances that we will we will almost be willing to say god really and truly is not genuinely faithful to his word you will come there i've been there my wife and i were believing god for a child we prayed we fasted we sowed seeds it didn't happen so we went to hospital it didn't happen with the hospitals we, we came back to fast again it didn't work we, he, every medicine when they say you buy oh this one they help this person you go and buy herbal medicine orthodox medicine then you receive prophecies that your wife will give birth to a son and it's not working then so you go on social media google and go and look for what to do to get your wife pregnant fast and then and then you go somewhere and say oh i worship god and i got pregnant you worship no pregnancy so so sometimes you are afraid that god may hit you with, with, with something but but you wish you could say that god really and truly are not faithful uh, am i am i being real with you you know there are questions that we we want to ask so but we are afraid but in our heart we know and the night you will cry you make all sorts of promises and vows and yet sometimes god stays behind and doesn't say anything what what do you do 
when you believe god for something and it looks like the thing is not happening the truth is you know why we think it's not happening is because we are so impatient that we want god to respond to our timetable not his you know sometimes the truth is we believe that god is but when we judge our current circumstance and environment we wonder because sometimes we use our righteousness to judge why god should do but god doesn't respond to we making him know that it is our judge righteousness that he does he wants us to trust that his timing is the best for us are you listening to what i'm saying so whilst i was praying god has a high sense of humor god asked me a simple question he asked me what is your strength so i said teaching and prayer he says stay there you see what is god saying to us what god wants us to know is when he's when we say we trust him we should be consistent with our walk with him when we say we trust god we should be what consistent with our walk with him because you know when i was preparing the service for today i had too many questions on my mind i was wondering god why is it that we trust you yet some things never happen but you see we need to decide this today is god faithful now if we can answer that question then we must go and look at the attributes of god god has many attributes but we just look at five attributes of god is god faithful to his own promise does god honor his word and if he's faithful how do we know god is faithful how do i know there's always a time in our lives that we genuinely question the faithfulness of god based on the challenges or the situations that we are in and we ask ourselves this question if god is faithful why do i find myself in this situation and all of us will go to the place where we will ask god where are you but to do that we will look at the scriptures first corinthians chapter 1 verse 1 to 9 we have to look at the attributes of god is god faithful is god faithful if i would live by the word of god i need to rest assured in this truth this fundamental truth here's a paul first corinthians chapter 1 verse 1 to 9 paul called to be an apostle of jesus through the will of god and so tennis our brother next unto the church of god which is at corinth to them that are sanctified in christ jesus called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of jesus christ our lord both theirs and ours so he's talking about who all of us somebody say all of us grace be unto you and peace from god our father and from the lord jesus christ in other words if you are confused and frustrated and don't know what to do he says there's peace that comes from god so if there is no peace if you are not experiencing peace he says there is a peace that comes from god are you listening to me so rest assured that to everybody who names by the name of god there is peace guaranteed so if you don't have peace now it is because you are so fixated on the problem not on god are we together in this place he says i thank my god always on your behalf for the grace of god which is giving you by jesus christ so to every one of us grace has been given ephesians 4 verse 6 he says to each one of us grace is given according to the measure of the gift of god so everybody has received what a measure of grace somebody say i've received grace good let's go back to our scripture that in everything ye are enriched by him in all trance and in knowledge in all knowledge so 
everybody in everything whatever you need there's an enrichment whatever it is you need the bible said we are enriched how does god do that he sends us right relationships so that what you don't have somebody would have he sends at right circumstances so that if you are trusting god for a door and the door doesn't open he knows your strength he knows your weakness he knows what you can handle and what you cannot handle god knows what we can handle so some of the doors when he doesn't open it's because when he opens that door it will be for your own destruction sometimes he allows us to go through problems so that we will know who to trust and who not to trust even as the testimony of christ was confirmed in you so that ye can behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our lord jesus christ who shall also confirm you unto the end that he may be blameless in the day of our lord he says when 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 i trust in god no go back to that scripture I'll go back to that scripture, verse eight he said he says he confirms you unto the end in other words when you trust in god's word when you believe in god's word there is a confirmation of your faith in the end god confirms for you that because you trusted me see what i've done let me ask you a question how many of you you dated somebody and the person broke your heart boy or girl and the person broke your heart and later on in life you met the person that you used to weep why they never said yes to you and you wonder what was i seeing has it ever happened to anybody in this place hey if it's there say yes <laughs> but at that time you know you pray to god god please if you love me he loves you enough he's willing to let some things exit from your life because you don't need them in the end he gives us his promises and sometimes we believe him and the thing doesn't happen it's not because he's not faithful it's because of his attributes and we'll look at it give me deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 look at it so i must rest my faith in the faithfulness of god he says know therefore that the lord thy god he is god the faithful god which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations have we already exhausted a thousand generations know therefore that the lord thy god he puts a personal pronoun there to let you understand that god must first be your god and if you call him your god you must know therefore in other words on account of this truth that you have committed god to be your god know this truth that he is god the faithful god which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations praise the lord psalm 119 verse 89 to 90 forever oh lord thy word is settled in heaven next verse thy faithfulness unto all generation thou hast established the earth and it abided he says god is so faithful to which generation is it the first generation the last generation how many generations brothers and sisters let our faith rest on this truth my god is faithful so sometimes you will not see the faithfulness of god until you look back so in looking back he has given us what he calls his word scriptures somebody will say somebody piece it together 
the Jewish writings are many. Somebody, a white man, put it together to sway the hearts of people. But these promises are working for me, so it's enough for me. Amen? Is it enough? Is it enough? Yeah. So we look back, and, and in Scripture, God gives us two things. In Scripture, God gives us two things. He gives us the promises, and then He gives us stories of people who either violated the promise or kept the promise. So that when you look at their life, you cannot say, I can trust God because this person trusted and see what God did. When I live by these things, God will not be pleased with me and this will be the consequences of my action. I've read the Bible a number of times cover to cover and I've come to one truth. God doesn't need two wives in heaven. When you marry two wives on earth, he doesn't care. God doesn't care about it. But you will live with the problem. So in the beginning... He created a male and female. If you say that you were a woman trapped in a man's body, and so they should give you injections, a time will come the injections will react and your system will start shutting down. Are you getting it? So, so he knows what you can handle. So he gives you promises not to do that. When you go to sleep with somebody's husband or wife, and the husband or wife enters into the house and you people are in the act, and picks anything and hits your head and you die. When they come and he has a good lawyer, he will, she will declare temporal insanity. And guess what? If she's a legal wife, guess what? She will not go to jail. Because is, is that the truth? Yes. Everybody knows that if somebody comes to see you in the act, your spirit, your blood pressure can go up. And you can get psychologists who say people can have temporal insanity. Ogbo free. If you go and gossip about somebody and the person hears it, it can mar your relationship with the person. And what could have been a great blessing for you in future, you miss out on it. Are we together? So God gives us promises and then he gives us stories of people who misbehave and the consequences that they face. Are we together? Why? Because God is faithful. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse number 24. First Thessalonians chapter number 5 verse number 24. Faithful is he that called you who also will do it. What did he say? Faithful is he who has done what? Who also will do what? So God says, faithful is he who has called you. I have called you. By the time I was calling you, I was already faithful. Now that I've called you, I want you to know and understand this basic truth. I am faithful. Let's establish that premise. So that if there's a delay, it doesn't mean I am not faithful. If the thing has not yet manifested, it doesn't mean I've not been faithful. God was speaking to me today when I was in my bathroom bathing and thinking about the scripture. And the Lord said this to me. I asked God that how can you say you are faithful? When somebody believes you for a child for many, many years. And by the time the person gives birth, the child, the woman dies. Or the child dies. Then God asked me a question. Could it be that because I knew you would die, that was why I didn't want to bring a child in the first place? Because a human error could cause the person to die. And so I delayed it so that there will be no error and save the person's life. I cannot stop the human error. Yes, I am God. But I don't make choices for people. People make choices. There's one thing God has given to everybody on this earth. is the power of a willing choice. God does not make choice. We make choices. And humans have errors. That's why we pray for interventions. That just at the point when the person is going to cut a, a, an organ that is not yours, something may happen, a, an agreement, a, a disagreement may happen, and then they may miss it. So God always reminds us that he's faithful. Someone say God is faithful. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 13, 
Let's look at something. If we believe not, yet he abides faithful. He cannot deny himself. What is God saying? Give me a different translation. God says, even if I don't believe, based on my current experience, he says he abides faithful. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. First Peter chapter 4, verse number 19. He says, so then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do so. He says, well, so then those who suffer according to God's will. So, so when I am suffering, I must suffer according to his will. So I'm, go, I'm doing God's will, but no man is coming. As a pastor, I hear it. I don't want to misbehave. Yet no man is coming. He says, when you are suffering, you suffer according to his will. Because he says, he says, so then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator. In other words, I trust God absolutely. Whether he will do it or not, I have committed to him because he's a faithful God. God will not withhold any good thing from them that walk upright. So if God knew that if I give it to you at the place of your birth, you will lose the baby, he will withhold it. But since you, you felt he was being wicked, he gave you because you made a choice. And the choice has consequences. So God has attributes. Number one, the one first attribute of God is that for God to be faithful, he must be omniscient. What does it mean? He means he must be all-knowing. What does it mean? God knows your past. He knows your present. He knows the future. So God knows our wants. God knows our weaknesses. God knows our desires. God knows our frailties. God knows elements of our lives and how we react in future that we ourselves we don't even know. Whenever I see a pastor has fallen into sin and temptation, I ask myself a question. Is this going to be my future? Mama? By the grace of God, I've been able to keep myself till now, but I don't know the future. That's why I humble myself before God, because if God has no opinion, maybe, maybe, you know, some people can't handle certain levels of blessings and wealth. As a father or as a mother, would you give a car to your child that you know that this road, when my child uses this road, my child will end up having an accident because there's so many... uh, meanderings in the road and my child is not experienced and can fall into a ditch and that will you give the, the car to your child but because your child does not see what do you think your child will do this week i was in a private jet so we flew we flew above and whilst we were going up 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 there there was turbulence so while we were going because it's a gulf stream and the gulf stream can go higher above clouds but he knew a new way. So I thought that because of the clouds, you go above. But guess what? I am not a pilot. He went away from the path we're going. He went through a different channel and came back to the same place. By the time I was wondering, ah, ah, nah, if I, if I, yeah. We went on the sea. He changed the path, but brought us to the, the same destination. The Bible says God knows the end from the beginning. And sometimes he may not use the path you are used to because he's all-knowing. Because he knows what I don't know. He sees what I don't see. God sees what you don't see. God knows what you don't know. He's omniscient. So when he decides not to do something for you, it is because his knowingness of your future, based on your past experience and your present circumstance, will cause him not to release it, not because you don't deserve it, not because he's not being faithful to his word, but because if he does it, it can destroy you. 
or it may not be the best for you or it is because he knows how to get you to your destination without killing yourself you see these assurances must give you peace turn to your neighbor and say this year whatever leaves my life is not part of god's plan for me because god is faithful number two attribute of god god is omnipotent you see god cannot promise me everything if he doesn't have the power to deliver on his promise so it's omnipotent god is all powerful sir god is what he's all powerful to protect me he's all powerful to provide for me he's all powerful to deliver me from every situation he's all powerful to fulfill all my needs in every situation there's a difference between need and want god will give us what we need not what we want because what you want may not be what you need in this season there are many of us we want a certain kind of wife i wanted the same i wanted a woman who was this way that way this way she has to be a bad girl who is a converted christian my goodness (laughs) but how many of you know that bad girls who are converted christians come with baggages maybe i could not handle those baggage so all the bad girls i chased they bounced me then i got somebody who is not a bad girl who is a christian i say we're we slow to do i want somebody with a swag but god will give you what you need not what you want because as humans sometimes we don't even know that what we want may destroy us so god is all powerful that he would only deliver what you need not what you want god will deliver you from every problem because he's all potent but he will do it according to his will based on what you need not what you want so when the thing delays it doesn't mean god is not through but it means one the timing may not be right two that may not be what you need it may be a want not a need god would only give you what you need because he's faithful and because he's all powerful praise the lord amen yeah so so god is all all knowing number two god is all powerful number three god is all present we call it omnipresent he's always within reach and we we are always within his reach he's always within reach and we are always within his reach it means he's always present ready to do what is needed in my life why because god is faithful titus 1 verse 2 he says in the hope of eternal life which god who does not lie promised before the beginning of time because god is truthful he doesn't lie one attribute of god is that god is truthful he is what so number one god is omniscient we say god is all-knowing number two we said god is what omnipotent it means what god powerful number three says god is omnipresent it means what number four we say god is what faithful what does it mean anytime god lies he violates his own character god will never mislead us or say anything that leads us into misdirection in life when you trust god he does incredible things for you close your eyes and let's pray father i want everybody to pray and say god i will trust you i'll be faithful to the end i want to be where you are i want to be in the will of god i want to i want to be in the will of god i trust you with my life you've been a faithful god to me you've given me your promises because you are a faithful god you give me your promises and you will always come through for me and my family i may not understand it may look like i'm disadvantaged it may look like my, 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 my i'm hard pressed my back is against the wall 
Sometimes the difficulties opens you up to a dimension of the goodness you've never experienced. Sometimes you have to go through it because out of that problem, God will give you a new business. Out of that problem, God will give you a new opportunity. Out of that problem, God will bring transformation. Out of that problem, God aligns you with somebody. And then there's a change of level. I like you to open up your mouth and pray. Spirit of God, I like you to lead me. Lead me and guide me. Order my steps in your word. Guide my feet. Guide my choices. Order my steps, oh God. Help me to be who you want me to be. Let my faith and confidence rest in you and not in man. I don't choose how my deliverance will come. I trust you and you make the decision because you are all knowing. You are all powerful. You are all present. The Bible says it's our ever present help in time of need. I pray that this day God will lead you. You'll be guided by the Lord. He will lead you and guide you. He will help you. He will preserve you. He will deliver you from evil. He will manifest his presence and his glory in your life. In Jesus name. And I pray for whatever have delayed unnecessarily. May God give you peace. And may God bring you solution. May God do a miracle. May God give you an answer. In Jesus name. Somebody say amen. Come on put your hands together for the Lord.